everyone, and welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast. What? 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 Don't give me that look. We're trying to do the intro here, bud. All because you had a bad week and you didn't get to meet the people I met. Not yet. Next to me, I got my surly good friend, Marty. How you doing, Marty? Right. Surly is is about it. No, I'm, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just go dead air. No, man. I oh, just yeah. uh, I had to take a drink because I'm all dry. From being <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know why you're dry. Right, right. Well, my week's been, well, I've had a pretty interesting week. I met, I got a cool rock over there. Yeah. I posted on Instagram a picture of it, I think. Then um, I met a really, really interesting person this week that has basically said she will come and do an interview with us sometime. Yeah, which would be awesome. It will be way outside our box for talking to this person. Right, right. But it should be be pretty interesting. I don't know. She said she's got some wild stories. So. Yeah, that's be. And she said she's a talker. So we can just said she's. A, she actually said to me, "Whatever you want to talk about, I'll talk about." I have it. She says she has opinions on everything. I'm like, nice. perfect. That's what we need. Oh, that's awesome. So that's what we like to do. We just let you run. And, yeah, uh, you run. We'll bring up the broader idea and we'll go from there. And right. And just go go from where that leads. Yeah. Uh, it could be pretty fun. Though. I think it'll be really fun. I called Marty as soon as I met this person. I'm like, dude, you know who I met? He goes, no, and I tell him, he's like, no shit. I'm like, he's like, where are you at? In Watertown. <laughs> yeah, no, man. I was I was actually in Aberdeen. At, uh, oh, I thought you were in Sioux Falls. No, no, no. Uh, we were in uh, Aberdeen. Uh, my niece's husband graduated uh, college, so we were up there for that. No, uh, that was a free comic weekend, and the majority of us that normally go down were at graduations for college, so we just went, ah. I think one friend ended up going down, but... I think we're all planning on going down in September for the con down there, so yeah, we'll make up for that. That'll be a really busy week for me, man. Yeah, it's like back to back weekends. We have stuff going on, so well, it's but like it's going to be fun stuff. It's not so. like you have kids at home or anything. I know, thank Christ. And yeah, <laughs> on on that note, my my daughter is not moving back in. She got somebody to uh, move in with her, so she's her boyfriend? staying in the same house. No, no, a friend of hers. because oh. uh, the other roommate uh, is. Uh, uh, moving back to Mitchell, oh. so it was like uh, you got to find something, dude, or do something, because it's like pretty much agreed, and she didn't want to move back in either. But it's like, gotta dodge that bullet. If you don't, if you don't figure thinking. something out, that's gonna happen. And I kind of like having no one at my house, but uh, yeah, no, that that got figured out at least. Yeah, I'm just. It's kind of weird outside right now as we're recording this because it's supposed to be. It's really. It's almost like ten o'clock at night, dark. <laughs> yeah, like like summer ten o'clock dark up here. Yeah, because we got thunderstorms rolling through and right, everybody's yeah. freaking out, but it's all going east of us. Yeah, mo- most of the bad stuff is is much farther south. My wife driving to work uh, drove basically through a typhoon <laughs> on the way down to Sioux Falls. Good she for her. Like, yeah, this is bullshit. It's a pre car wash. <laughs> right? Yeah, it needs it too. But yeah. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> and it's, yeah. Next two days, she's down there for work. And today and tomorrow is all rain, both days. <laughs> so it's like, oh, well, what do you do? We're going to sound like old farmers here, but we do need the moisture badly. <laughs> right, right. Well, over here isn't as bad as other parts of the state. But, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I will say there has been a lot of rain. Drove by, when we were heading out of town last weekend, drove by the river down there. Oh, yeah, it's hot. Holy it's hot. fuck. That it's is hot. really high. I was like, I haven't seen it this high for a while, oh. which is weird considering normally we get hit because of all the snow up north melts and fills in that river. But there really hasn't been that much snow. Yeah. But it's just been a lot of wet. But yeah, I was like, ooh, I haven't seen that that high for a while. 
Yeah, we'll get into the meat of the episode here shortly, folks, because you just have to listen to us ramble. We haven't right. seen each other in a week. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No, there have been lots of No, stuff. I've seen a really cool um, indie movie that has oh. Kevin Smith in it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's called Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. Oh, uh, I have not seen that. That is awesome. It's like an independent movie. If any, get a chance to watch it. If you like video games from like 80s video games, and the uh, it's actually an indie movie about video games. Right. But I'm not going to ruin any of it. It's called Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. Interesting. And it looks like they're trying to set it up for a sequel. Uh, that'd be pretty It was all funded completely by Kickstarter. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like all Kickstarter, and they just did it on their own, and really good. Well done. Wow. No, that's pretty Also, badass. for the last cheesy fight scene, that's kind of uh, threw me off a little bit. But otherwise, it was done yeah, really right, well. Right, right, Yeah, that happens, though, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that I'll check that out. You'd be kind of amazed what star, star power you do see in the movie besides Kevin Smith, right? It, it's kind of like like uh, a fanboys thing where it started and then more stars just kept going like, "Hey, we want to be involved." With kind this. of. There's, hey, we yeah. want to be involved with this too. Kind of like that, like fanboys. Until the whole thing was just filled with you know Seth Rogen and just countless people showing up to play little bit parts. Yeah, hang on one second, folks. Jesus. Sorry about that, folks. That was one of my kids calling, saying he actually got a place of his own. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that news is going around today, apparently. Yes, that's, that's, that's good. a good sign. Spring oh, man, cleaning. That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's awesome for him, actually. But, uh, so, but tonight, folks, we're going to talk about the really, I don't know how to, it's all about how you take this case we're going to talk about, it's perspective. We're going to talk about MH370. Right. The missing Malaysia flight that disappeared over eight years ago already. It's been eight years and they still haven't I found know. anything. Well, they found pieces, we will say. But See, but then there it is. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get right. into that here later. I, I I found it fortuitous. I was doing uh, after work today. I was doing a little uh, just fine tuning and looking a few little things up. And across the news comes today <laughs> two different airline accidents of planes running off the, the uh, runway. One of them here. In Sioux Falls. Oh, I never heard that. Oh, yeah, an F-16 oh. from Air National Guard. They're not even sure why, but for some reason it came to the end of the runway and then just kept going and then crashed down into the ground like the nose is torn off of it and shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're investigating. I mean, it, it landed. It didn't crash. But instead of stopping like it was supposed to, it just like, boonk, right into the ground. Brakes gave out on it, maybe. I'm, I, that I'm assuming that's what happened. And then, yeah, I think, uh, where was it, New York or somewhere, there was another plane that rolled right off uh, the end of a runway. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, nobody dead or anything, which is good. But, yes, that's right. But, yeah, I was like, huh, what, what are the odds are two different stories of planes running off of the... Well, I talked to somebody about work while I said, hey, when the guy's actually starting to listen to us now at work, he's like, you guys talk, what are you doing this week? I said... Well, first of all, he brought up, yeah, you guys were talking about this. Oh, God, I'm going to hate saying this word. It's what the redhead always says, a Wendingo. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's like, my wife's from northern Minnesota. She's never heard of this. And I'm like, what? Yeah, she's from northern Minnesota. Never heard of it. Wow. Actually, Fergus Fall area is where this comes oh, from. She's really? never heard of it, yeah. I'm like, it's more of a First Nations Native American thing. Right, right. A lot of other people have heard of it. I, I guess maybe because... I'm always been into like weird shit. Yeah, we're not we're Abby normal. I mean, honestly, I would probably say uh, comics brought me into the Wendigo in the first place. Because I actually have a a a, uh, villain of of Wolverines. It's a Wendigo. Oh, from way back. And I was like, oh, what a weird name. And then I started going, oh, this is a real thing. (laughs) Oh shit! And of course, I mean, that's what 
brought it onto my radar. But yeah. Like I said, I'm weird and I'm into all kinds of things. X-File episodes where they dealt with a Wendigo one time. So, I mean, I, I guess, to me, it's weird that nobody's heard of weird yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Like, like my circle is primarily people who know weird shit. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of crazy And uh, then I brought up, we're going to discuss, um, discuss MH370. And he's like, oh, you mean that one that crashed in the Ukraine? I'm like, no, not the one that crashed in the Ukraine. Mm. The one in the ocean. But the funny thing is, it's kind of uh-huh. all ties in together because yeah. they're both, it's also a theory we're going to discuss toward the end of the program. Right. About they're both the same company. Yeah. Yeah. That same yeah, it's, yeah, flight line. Yeah, it's uh, the same uh, company, same type of plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just going to start off here by reading what I got off, off Wikipedia. We're just going to start. It's going to be drawn out timeline. Then we get into the fun conspiracy. Right, right. Malaysia Air Flights 370, or otherwise known as MH370 or MAS370, was a scheduled international passenger flight operated by Malaysia Airlines that disappeared on March 8, 2014, while flying from Kuala Lumpur International Airport in Malaysia to its planned destination, Beijing Capital International Airport. The crew of the Boeing 777-200ER registered as TM-MRO last communicated with air traffic controllers, ATC, around 38 minutes after takeoff when the flight was over the South China Sea. The aircraft was lost to ATC radar screens minutes later, but was tracked by military radar for another hour, deviating westwards from its planned flight paths, crossing the Mala Peninsula and Adama Sea. If it left radar range 200 nautical miles, which is about 370 kilometers, northwest of Penang Island in northwestern Peninsular Malaysia. And after that, it was never seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I know by the 10th, there was reports of uh, a door being seen out in the water. And Vietnamese uh, aircraft went out looking for it, never found anything. Uh, the very next day, the 11th of March, uh, a massive grid search basically took off. There was, uh, what was it, over... A lot of people. Uh, 34 aircraft, 40 different ship, all scouring chunks of the ocean trying to find any piece of this. Because uh, they figure, you know, if it crashed down, there's going to be chunks of plane everywhere. Mm-hmm. going to be rolling up on... And bodies. And bodies, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just goes because without saying. Because with, with um, this flight 370, it had 227 passengers and 12 crew to board, yeah. which are presumed to be dead when it crashed. It is considered the deadliest incident involving a Boeing 777. And next up in line is the one that's actually a Malaysia Airline Flight 17 in the Eastern Ukraine four months later was considered the biggest, next biggest one. Yeah. Hey, yeah, 77. Here, here's part of the issue, and I'm going to hop into a conspiracy right yeah. away on this. Yep. Um, 777s already had certain issues with the plane uh they tended to up in the cabin start fires there was something they figured out they needed to fix something it was something with uh, the wiring uh next to cooling stuff now there there had already been cases of this same type of jet having fires start in the cabin and immediately cutting out communications and the transponders That was part of the problem with this. Now, I have never seen any report on whether this plane had gotten the fixes 
or not. There is reports. We're gonna. I'm sorry, folks. We, we're gonna jump around here. We're, we're hopping a bit. But um, there's reports like we'll go with some of the wreckage that was supposedly yeah. found. This flight itself had been in an ask accident where not a major accident where when they were taxiing up to the airport, it had dinged another airplane and they had to replace one of the flapperons. Yeah. From a different one. Oh. So there's actually consistent there's inconsistency with the flapperon because the flapperon they found should not belong to this aircraft because right. that was replaced with a different serial number. I was going to say, yeah, because that was one of the things that they did find was the flapperon of this plane. Because a lot of people were saying they had the one that, that was already in the garbage, they just took out sea and some boat right. dropped it. Oh, that's Because pretty, that same yeah. flapperon that they found with the, had the right. serial number that matched it was replaced two months earlier with a different one. Oh, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting. But yeah, no, uh, like that is one of the theories that there was, that basically like on an airline, kind of like when you get a car recall where they're like, hey, they send you notes going, hey, you need to go in and get this fixed. This is a known problem we have. Mm-hmm. That's what they did with these 777s. It's like, hey, we've got an issue with this. This needs to get replaced and do this to fix it up to standards so this doesn't happen. Like I said, I have not seen anything on whether this aircraft had gone through that fix or if it hadn't yet. Um, like I said, it was a uh, Swiss Air Flight 111 had had this happen to it. Uh, thankfully, they weren't too far out. But yeah, immediately uh, the communications were shut off and the transponder, which is what they will track a plane with, is the transponder. Yeah. Sends out a sequence, a frequency, and that's how, like, air traffic control uh, knows what plane is coming in is by that transponder number. But, yeah, the fires in the cockpit shorted that out immediately, which might explain why we have not been able to get accurate pings off the transponder off of this one, if that were the case. But- Sorry about that, Marty. I had to cut you off. We had no, stuff going, so. Right. This is normal recording night now. It, it we're actually is. catching it up really on the times we didn't screw up. Uh, yeah, no, man. We had uh, some, you were saying? some clear, clear uh, sailing there for a while. But, yeah, no, e- even still, if there was a fire that ended up crashing somewhere, there would have been more found. Yeah. You know, in, in my opinion of it. Because anytime a plane goes down, it doesn't just instantly hit the water and go under. No. Even on a control flight, wings are wings are meant to break off. Yeah. I think I would assume to keep because that's where the fuel is saying you want yep. them to break off. But either way, there would be a debris fill and it wouldn't sink that fast. No, uh, it, especially with the seats that you're supposed to use as flotation devices. It, right. <laughs> yeah, they would float very well. I would hope. They're, <laughs> or they're lying to us. Yeah, they're 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 bricks because it's easier to hope that you die and not have to have a payout. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what? <laughs> and that's that's dark. It, it is, but it is a theory out there on airlines, which is why they tell you to put your head down between your knees if you're in a crash situation. Because it's cheaper to pay out a, a death than it is to pay for people who are injured or gonna, then going to sue the plane for crashing. Oh, It's actually cheaper just to pay out the, the death payments that they have for everybody I learned something to their family. Day. Yeah. Thanks, there, there's a theory. That's why Thank they you. say to do that is that yeah. if we are crashing, they hope you die. Well, but you are cheaper. Okay, the, basically the... Where's uh they checked the Indian Ocean and the South China Sea were yeah. the two main search areas. Yeah, which were logically is the direction it was heading. Yeah. And for how long it should have been going. Now 
there are some weird things that popped out of this. I mean, even through the official channels. On the 15th of March, the Malaysian Prime Minister said that the plane was deliberately diverted to head west and continued flying for another six hours after losing contact with the ground. Mm-hmm. But then he never really extrapolated why or where they were headed. Uh, and it just kind of got glossed over. They're like, oh, they're lost somewhere. It, it was always one of those things I was like, how did you know it was going another six hours? There were no communications. Um, <laughs> what, 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 where were they headed? What, what were we doing here? Yeah. Um, and also, or is this just to like get the, the focus of the world off of you at that moment? Be like, go look at other shit. We got this under control. We know where they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would have been. But also, so, well, now as they're searching this ocean, they haven't found anything. They've been searching for like, what, 16 months? They searched oh, yeah. the original, yeah. They searched for over a year originally. was the original yep. search. And they didn't find Jack Deadly. No. Supposedly they found some stuff, but they cannot, none of it. They say, yeah, it's just from MH370, but they can't physically prove it. Yeah, there's, there's no records or anything besides the yep. one flapper on, which is brought into contestation it, because yeah. of the accident. But they say, oh, we found pieces of luggage. Well, there's no names on the luggage. Yep. And anybody could lost that out the side of a boat right, out yeah. in that area. Yeah, n- none of it, it specifically has a fingerprint to market to this flight. Yeah. I mean, it's it's stuff that could have been lost anywhere. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Ocean is a big place and it could have yeah. come from somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of stories of shit floating up that got dropped off 10 years ago. All of a sudden shows up on a shore. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it could be... If you, also, if you want to use six as an example, the currents in the oceans are really strong. If you want to look at the garbage pile over by Hawaii, yeah, that thing is massive. Yeah, it's, it's we scary. We also do an episode on that. It's right. really depressing, though. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because they, they, yeah, that's not something they really put out a lot. No. Uh, just, it, it's damn near its own floating island at this point. I mean, realistically. Because there's but, also, yeah. CNN actually had a couple different reports that came out on the 19th of March in 2014. They reported that witnesses, including a fisherman, an oil rig worker, and people on the Kadu, Kadu Hadavu Atoll in the Maldives, saw the missing airliner. A fisherman claimed to have seen an unusually low-flying aircraft off the coast of Kota Baru, while an oil rigger 186 miles southeast of Bang Tao claimed he saw a burning object in the sky that morning, a claim credible enough for the Vietnamese authorities to send a search and rescue mission and an Indonesian fisherman reported witnessing an aircraft near the Malacca Straits. Three months later, the Daily Telegraph reported a British woman sailing in the Indian Ocean claimed to have seen an aircraft afire. Yeah, there were a few, uh, yeah, like that, that, that people had swore they saw. See, but that my whole thing is, okay, aircraft on fire. That means it's already burning up. It's breaking apart. When it hits that water, because oh, it's, yeah. it's not like hitting something, a soft pillow. When you hit water at high speed, it's like yeah. hitting concrete. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's like when people do not do this, do not jump off bridges from really high up, because when you hit the water, it's yeah. like hitting concrete. Yeah, it's a solid surface. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I know they always had like things, even back when I was younger, of, oh, they tried to jump off this bridge. And uh, people are like, so it's water under there. It's like, no, you don't understand the, the height at where that bridge is. It, it takes X amount of force to break the surface of that water. Yeah. It is a solid object you're hitting. Yeah, it's liquid when you're sitting down in it. But it's a. It, it's like punching a Stretch Armstrong. 
Punching, have you ever tried punching jello? There you go, folks. Punch jello. You can stretch it slow and it works. It's just like walking into the water. It it gives easily that tension. But at high speed, it does not give so easy. It it is a (laughs) hard and sudden stop. Yeah. And that's exactly what will happen to a plane is they will get torn to shreds. Uh, I, I know there was one expert. I didn't write his name down. Who one of his theories was that it actually gone in completely vertical what into the, the air, into the into the water, okay. which kept it in one piece. Uh, I had to say no. I, I think it could happen, but it's so astronomical that well, it would happen. Okay. I look at this like okay, to point it in the exact direction. If, if you go straight down, right, and there's ever seen video. People look this up. You should look up nose cone of airliner hit by bird. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's just a bird, and the plane is traveling at 400 miles an hour. You figure it's going to go that fast going down. Right. It's hitting something a lot bigger than a bird. Right. It ain't going to, it's going to stop before it sinks. It's yep. going to have that boop, then sink, that pause. It's just, uh, yeah, that was one of them that was just like, I eh, just, I, I think you could hit a perfect storm of hitting exactly right velocity at the right angle. To sheer in underneath the water like that, mm-hmm. complete, but it is so astronomical. The odds of that happening not impossible, but highly improbable. Let's, yes, let's be yeah. honest. It's I, I honestly one of the other theories I saw was that it may have been hit by a meteor strike, mm-hmm. which I actually find more probable than it hitting into the water at exactly the perfect angle to go underwater completely and in one piece. That that's how little I believe that that is possible. That a meteor coming out of nowhere would hit a moving plane and take it out is it more probable to me than that going underwater in one piece? Yeah, and there's also um, the search people that did the search. They did an awesome job. They oh did, yeah, they did such an awesome job. They found a missing wreck from like the 15th century. Yeah, there, there was a lot. So of So they, they were not fucking around. They <laughs> no, had they, the high, they had. The high tech gear, and they were finding. They're like, we're searching for this plane. They yep. were, they were serious. So don't ever think, folks, that we're making fun of them because these guys actually were so serious. They actually found a undiscovered wreck. Yeah, they had nobody even knew <laughs> that shipwreck. was under there. Yeah, a lot of shit from World War Two. They found. They're like, oh, this is where that went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's stuck to the the uh, the floor. But yeah, no, they have these uh, really cool. Uh, basically, it's a drop down sonar that reads off the bottom of the ocean floor and picks up all kinds of weird shit. And that's yep. how they were finding it. Cause they were looking, it was hundreds of, of, it's one of the deep, they think it went down one of the deeper parts of the yeah. Indian ocean or South China sea. But it's, uh, they, they, these things, they went way above and beyond trying to find this and came up with nothing. Like, I mean, they found lots of stuff, just not this plane. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like, there's, um, let's go into theories. That's the fun part. <laughs> it is. We'll go into this part. There's a guy, there is a guy out there who believes he knows where it is. And I actually, yeah, I actually brought this up on a different episode. Yeah, we talked about this. Which is kind of weird. Ago, maybe. Yeah. This yeah, guy this by the name of, what the hell, I just had his name here. God damn it. Godfrey. Mr. Godfrey. He believes that he knows it's. Uh, just off so many it's so many miles off the coast of Perth of Australia. Yes, and he believes this so much that he actually is telling people that he's actually had death threats and break-ins deterring him from tracking it, telling people where it's at. 
Interesting. Yeah, death threats and professional break-in are, is, are not deterring MH370 tracking expert and aerospace engineer Richard Godfrey. Gov- Mr. Godfrey, who revolutionary use of WhisperNet to track MH370 to track MH370 that disappeared over eight years ago with 239 souls on board, has been attacked by various detractors who question the technology. My home has been broken into and the police are investigating. They say it was a very professional job and and suspect involvement of a state actor. So basically he's already implying. I received a a growing number of death threats and hate emails on both private and public email accounts from the anonymous sender or people impersonating names from the MH370 passenger list. Okay, so you're saying... He's being harassed. He's actually uh, saying he's being harassed by people that are on the flight. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure I... Yeah. (laughs) One of my private email accounts has been hacked, and the account is in the process of being closed down. I have now moved to a much more secure email provider, which requires double authentication. My public email address, then it gives it, I'm not going to give it out, has not been breached by hackers. My website is subject to daily multiple so-called brute force attacks by hackers using multiple IP addresses from all over the globe. But fortunately, due to the sophisticated security system, no one has been able to break in as administrator of the website. Yeah, so this guy here, yeah, he's the one that says uh, Perth. Yeah. Yeah, But that's farther south. If he's actually being attacked like that, what what would be the big deal about finding this? Right. That's my question. If this guy's saying, hey, it's here, you think a lot of people are like, all right, let's go check him out. If it's there, great. If it's not right. there, hey, you're wrong, dude. You're a quack. Yeah, if, if why, he's why just would a, they? Why would he supposedly be being attacked by hackers? Right. Yeah, if he, he's just looking for attention, it'll be like a lot of other things. Give him his way, and he'll find it's not there, and, and you know, it, it's no, you're, you're a hack. Uh, ugh. I mean, unless in, in, in he, he's, I mean, the, the guy actually has degrees and, and he's got a long history in, in uh, aviation engineering. Mm-hmm. Why would he now all of a sudden decide he needs to, to blow up and be all over trying to get famous, pretending to be hacked for knowing where this is? I mean, you know, to make a story out of that. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. To no, me. you think it about because this is one. Of the, this is the greatest aviation mystery that I can think of in the last. Yeah, it's even uh, more prominent out there than Flight Nineteen. Yeah, or the Star Tiger, Star Aerial. Yep, this is the one that's eclipsed them all. You think they'd want it figured out? As the world governments in general would want this figured out. Right. I mean, because it's it's a large plane to but two hundred thirty nine missing man. Yeah, it's it's a mo- it's the most one of the more common planes you fly on yeah the the super jumbos uh it's it is not a tiny plane no it's not uh yeah i don't know that was just kind of because everything's oh they only had they could fit up to 440 people on one of these flights this the the mh370 wasn't even full yeah yeah it was about half capacity yeah it's i don't know man his story i i i want him to be able to go check it out and, and go see what's what's I mean, if he's wrong, he's wrong. I mean, what what do you got to lose? See, yeah, there's nothing to be lose. But now everybody's like, well, I think a lot of people are saying, well, we talked about what you talked about your cause of the flight. A lot of people are saying it was a pilot himself that crashed here. Yeah, I have seen that. Zahir, uh, Zahir Ahmad Shah. I think that's a Shah. I think that's how you yeah. say it. Yep, Shah. But there's like, because everybody's like, oh, they went to his house and they actually have pictures of him on the internet with the flight simulator. Yep. 
of where the same route that the plane went on disappeared. Which is honestly not that uncommon with pilots. A lot of them do have flight sims at home. Yeah. Uh, I know with that story, a, a lot of the talk was that, oh, on, on his, his flight simulator at home, he had these programs for landing on super short runways in, in Indonesia in that area. And they went in and investigated and said, yeah, no, that's not on here at all. No. Um, it's pretty standard program he's got on here for flight simming. Well, it's just There's like, nothing you, out of the ordinary with this. Yeah, because with unlike race car drivers, you got to move your hands and feet. With a pilot, you just got to keep your brain smart and your hands moving in. Right. Because with a lot of them have them flight simulators to say, all right, we're coming in here, and it's like inclement weather. What do you do? And this program yep. will actually work you through it. Here you can crash a plane on this flight simulator, not kill everybody, and you know what you did yeah, wrong. Yeah, you've got a better idea of what to do when this happens. Yes. Uh, I, I, I know there was some rumor with that one, too, that – Oh, right before this, he moved his family out of here and, and all this. And a lot of that was just proved to be just complete yep. fabrication. Just unsubstantiated. Yeah, I don't know. But, I give up. You can't find it. We're done. No more episodes. Yep, it's, it's, uh, it's just lost to time. <laughs> That's a one other thing, too. That's it, another it theory. It actually is. That's a theory that it's actually, there's a new Bermuda Triangle type vortex yes. over the Indian Ocean. Uh and it's got sucked into time. Yes. Uh, it's I, still out there flying. I, I think I have a bunch of these listed as peripheral. Uh, peripheral theories. <laughs> oh, the the improbable theories oh, improbable. Is, is how they're, they're listed. Come on. We, and yeah, this, uh, is, this is actually did happen, man. Come on. Yeah, no, they're, they're actually the really fun ones. I, I know initially... I, had, I did not think I had this many notes on this Godfrey guy. Holy shit, I got like 10 <laughs> pages. <laughs> I'm writing a book, man. Oh, yeah, no, I know immediately one of the biggest theories that popped out was that it was a hijacking. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know. They're, they're really, the only group that came out and said anything was pretty quickly debunked as being false. Um, but yeah, there was a, was it the, the Chinese People's Army group had come out and said oh we 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 hijacked it and took it here for all of these bad things that have happened and they're and like a lot of the experts are like man we've never even heard of these guys <laughs> they say they're tied to these guys and even those guys are like yeah we don't know who these assholes are and yeah it was pretty quickly just thrown together as as a hoax of some kind where they're just like, well yeah, this I, is I think the whole untrue. reason a hijacking thing came up because there was actually two people on the aircraft they found out later they're iranians but yep. they had false passports right and they dug into it and they're like oh they're iranians they hijacked it yeah no these iranians are trying to get the hell out and trying to get to a country where they can live how they wanted to live right so they had these stolen passports and who they weren't they're going to france i assume i'm making yeah yeah they're going to France, and they're like, yeah, they're just trying to get the hell out of the Iranian because they didn't like it, and they want to yep. do what they wanted to do. That's where the whole hijacking thing got into, right. I think. Well, it also, it, it doesn't help that you're over dealing with airlines that are also going to China, who is always thought of as uh, nefarious with some of the things they do. Um, I, there were a few of them that popped up around. That was China that actually... Wanted it taken down for some reason because there was some rumor of 
secrets that somebody had were trying to smuggle out of out of Asia and they mm. blew it up. I I don't buy it. Um, I think this. I got a theory here that came up on Reddit. I I believe this one. I really oh, do. Well, fair yeah, enough. this is about how. A story circulated on Reddit that MH370 had sufficient fuel to be hijacked to North Korea. Yes. And was done in 19, as it was done in 1969 by the Korean Airlines. All right, Korea is not that is really, really close to North Korea, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think North Korea did it. Go by that guy. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah. The, Kim Jong-un. Kim, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, there we go. He's, he did he's it. the greatest. We figured it out. Between him and his father, it is the greatest North Korean dynasty ever. <laughs> Landing on the sun, coming back. Ah, uh, yeah. Their, their uh, exploits are, are legendary. Hole in one, all 18 holes on a golf course. Yes, it is legendary. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, it, I, I don't know. That seems a little more secretive than, than North Korea's usual stuff. You know, they're, they're a little... Uh, He's a little more flash and, and, and pomp when he when he likes to do messed yeah. up shit. He'd be like, I rolled it on the plane <laughs> He's like, oh, we, we got a new uh, missile. Yeah, no, we don't think you do. Yeah, we flew an empty one over Japan. It's like, no, what are you doing, man? Are you just asking to be just swatted down again? What is going on, man? Yeah, there, there's not a lot of subtlety no. with, with uh, the things North Korea does. No, They're just like, no, either that or they just completely shut things down. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of their, their... See, now, one of the cooler theories I found was the phantom cell phone theory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some have speculated that the passengers were still alive, but could not answer their cell phones. Sometimes known as phantom cell, cell, yeah, phantom cell phone theory. This was based on early reports that the family members at Flight 370 passenger heard ringing as opposed to the busy off signal while calling the passenger's phone. This was after the disappearance. However, this was later challenged by Jeff Kagan, a wireless analyst, who in an email to NBC News explained that the network may still produce ringbacks yep. as it searches for a connection, even if the cell phone has been destroyed. Yeah. That's not I don't but understand that because I, I tried calling my kids and they don't want to talk to me. They shut their phone off and it goes straight to fucking voicemail. Right. It doesn't ring through. Yeah, that one... Uh, and even I mean, if it did, even if it did, like, like if it does ring like once or twice, I'm going to listen to it. I'm like, it's ringing, it's ringing. It's like once or twice and it would keep going. Yeah. I, I, I mean, far be it for me to, to argue with an expert who knows more than I do. That's that. paid by the but, government. But yeah, to me, it seems like anytime I've run into that, or like I accidentally will call up like a number that they no longer have, it immediately goes to the not in service thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just immediately this person is no longer available on here, and that's either because the the account is inactive or the phone is non-operational i mean it, it's it's do that or it would go to a voicemail or something you know yeah. not just keep ringing if that phone wasn't still there oh yeah there's a lot. yeah that one to me didn't make a lot of sense either i was like mm, I, I guess but it seems odd that i have never once experienced a phone ringing when it's not somebody just not answering cnn has actually let a bunch of different theories come out because i'm looking at one right here it says the theory that MH370 may have been consumed by a black hole received considerable attention when Don Lemon asked uh, on CNN whether it was uh, preposterous that it could have happened. Fucking Don Lemon. Lemon was but for, for his former U.S. Department of Transportation Inspector General Mary Savio, Chavio, whatever, 
Wahoo appeared on CNN and said, yeah, a small black hole would suck in our entire universe, so we know it's not that. But then that kind of boils down to, has anybody seen what CERN was doing on that day? Right, right. Was yeah. CERN fucking around with some shit? And all of a sudden, like, whoop, we lost an airplane. Hey, we just <laughs> turned on our machine. What the hell? That's kind of Man, quinkening. what a crazy day. That's kind of quinkening there. I, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't find it odd that CNN is putting out a bunch of stuff. A lot of times they tend to just throw things and see whatever sticks at the wall. But that being said, yeah, the... the uh, it would be interesting to see if, if CERN was fucking Somebody around should with the do that. Collider. Somebody should look up, see if CERN actually turned on their machine, the Hadron Particle Collider, Yeah. the same time, roughly, when the last time they heard from the airplane. That's, that is a cool idea, man. I, I, guess I may I have to just dig into that. that. I just saw that. <laughs> I had never thought of that. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I think a localized black hole is probably unlikely. But not improbable. Um, not not impossible. I don't think it is impossible. Uh, it, it would. Yeah, here you go down the road of it is maybe a small wormhole that popped up. Yep. You you go right down a, a lot of the same kind of quote crazy theories of any uh, Bermuda Triangle, any kind of triangle. Look at of like, hey, is there something that is actually breaching a, a hole in that space time? Yep. That they have just disappeared into. Um, considering the lack of, of any real hard evidence of things being found. The whole case is I, wide I, open. <laughs> it really is, man. It's like, eh, it seems to hold the most water, really. Uh, since none of the parts of the plane seem to be holding any water. Because we don't find them <laughs> in the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I, I, I Honestly, can't can't go against that idea. Um, like I said, maybe not a, a full on black hole per se, but yeah, like, like a a temporal rift or or something in the space time that is just boop boop, like like a, a wormhole yeah. in, in effect that is random. And that also could tie. You could also like explain like other people have like time flips, and uh, yeah, people have actually said, hey. I was driving down this country road, and I know through, I go through this town all the time. But the next time I went through the town, it was like in 1930s, and I'm like, there was horse-drawn packages. And the day before I went through there, was right. brand new cars. Right, yeah. Uh, or, or even like some of those, even sticking with airplanes, there are some people that have been flying, and all of a sudden they've gone two hours farther as far as distance go than what they should have in the time they were flying. Yeah. Yeah. No blackouts, just boom, boom. We're way the fuck off course. Oh, we are farther away than we should be. There's one actually down in Florida. If Oh, this theory is really put together on a TV program. I can't think of it right now. Oh, it's... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. It's basically roughly off what happened to MH370, what we're talking about. There's uh, a TV show about it. Yep. Me and the wife used to watch it all the time. It's like, I'll think pop in my head later. Right, it'll, it'll show up. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do have that in in my my wheelhouse in my head as a possible mm-hmm. explanation yeah. for where it went. Like I said there's a lot of them. I think that is maybe what's happened. It's sadly the the best explanation we have for some of these complete disappearances on some of these. You are wrong about uh, that. Planes. You are wrong. What, what? what what kind of theories do you got out there? Besides? Well. 
I, I had another one which was kind of under the, the hijacking uh, end of things. Uh, and it was the uh, the Freescale staff conspiracy. Now, there, there was a patent for an integrated chip. It was a new type of uh, integrated uh, computer chip. was approved just days after the disappearance of this. Now, according to the rumors, the patent was put in by five people. It was the Freescale Corporation and then four people who were supposedly also on this flight. Actually, they, there's, actually there's 20 Freescale people on the flight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the ones that signed the patent yep. were, were here. Now, the, the idea behind this is that Freescale actually wanted control of the entire patent. So they okay. get rid of everyone else that had their name on that patent. And it now belongs, reverts back to them. Now, there is no evidence uh, that e- even the people whose name were... Because like part of, part of the rumor is that the, the money from this patent would be split five ways, 20% to each person. There is no paperwork showing that that is how that would go down. That is not typically what happens when you put in on a patent. Yep. Um, but the idea was that if they died, the other 80% owning from these four people whose names were written onto it would then go back to uh, Freescale... And they would now have that free and clear. Uh, there really doesn't seem to be any proof, even, uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking, legally speaking, that yeah. that is how that works. Um, it, it makes for a nice uh, story. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and there were a lot of people that worked at Freescale that were flying up there. On that flight, but I don't know if it had anything to do with it. So I, I looked into the free scale. It's called the free yeah. scale conspiracy, and I there's like reports of it that there's reports out there on the internet. You can find anything on the internet, folks. Right. That the free scale had a lot of defense uh, defense contracts. Yes. So there's also this word, three words thrown around in the same quotes with these people. It's called rods of gods. Oh, you've heard of that before? Yeah. Basically, if you've seen G.I. Joe, this this where this Rods of Gods or came out. This is the okay, in G.I. Joe, the second one. They show how Cobra fires like magne- um, titanium rods from space. Yep. That is actually a defense program that came out way before yeah. rail guns were even thought of, folks. Yeah, way back. It because it doesn't cost anything. You don't have to use your propellant. All you do is just drop something. You just got to yep. time it out to know where it lands with the rotation of the Earth. A little yep. bit of math, and you're good. Yeah. And, and when it hits, the momentum do just, its thing. Yeah, that's why it was talked about that these three scale people had done work on this Rods of Gods project to update it, and that's why they were taken out because they knew some figure out what it was. Right. Because yeah, I mean the integrated chip, uh, especially when you're dealing with uh, DoD stuff, odds are it is a targeting. Yeah, that's why uh, that's issue. why this whole Rods of Gods yeah. thing came up because it was it a better way to target this. Yeah, it, it's. Think of it like uh, back in the day, uh, like like a lot of our early rockets, we really couldn't control it. We pointed in a direction, knew how long it should fly, and how strange to launch them. Yeah, and then even go up, say like the the uh, uh, first Iraq War ninety one ninety two, where we had our Scuds. Yep, that had even to today's standards pretty 
rudimentary. Really, really simple guidance systems. But we were like 95% more accurate than all the shit that was getting launched at us because it was that big of a jump in targeting. Yeah. And now you look at the kind of targeting we have, even with drones, shit like that. We can pinpoint a floor of a building. You're probably, you can pinpoint a tire into. on a vehicle with no problem. Yeah. I mean, it's just, oh, they're on the third floor? All right. And we even have weapons that have come out that are designed just to take out like two rooms in a floor. Where yep. it just kind of sucks the air out of this That's much why space. I actually, I kind of give that Freescale conspiracy about MH370 a little bit more... Yeah. A little bit more weight than anything else yep. out there. I, I, even, with, I even give it more weight than the pilot being, oh, he's all droopy because his wife left him and he was cheating it, on this girl. Right, yeah. It was I give it more woman. weight. That's one of the... Like, I guess yep. you just give it more weight. I, I think uh, the story they threw out with the patent and all that, I think, is... Smokescreen. Yeah. Uh, it's much deeper stuff that was going on. Oh, yeah. That they would be trying to cover up because that's what but, they do. But it also could have been they could have been abducted by aliens. Yes. got to talk about aliens on this podcast. That, is, that is my favorite theory, actually. I do like that a lot that they were. Uh, if for nothing else, I love the story around it. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, basically, it was, I think it started in, yeah, 2018, March, four years after uh, the initial crash. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, basically four years after the initial disappearance. And uh, this guy said he started receiving strange uh, voicemails and texts, which were sending the coordinates to somewhere, a, a certain point in the Indian Ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, these voicemails and texts were actually in Morse code that he was receiving. Um, he he also started getting voicemails. Okay, okay. Clarify. How do you get a text in Morse code? Well, I think the, the text was the coordinates. Okay. And then the voicemails were all Morse code. It was just Morse code. No, that's just somebody voicemail. calling you from a fax line. That's really... Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, apparently... Uh, the, the voicemails, uh, after uh, deciphering them from, you know, ancient Morse code, said that, that this is the location where the plane disappeared because there was alien abduction involved, where they had taken plane and everything. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. And, yeah, uh, the, the fact that they're sending it through Morse code, I, I find interesting i guess i think we're that dumb well actually it's kind of funny because i just heard i was watching an article on youtube about technology and most people don't know anything about morse code and no. if something was to happen that'd be like the first go-to oh yeah i i've, I've thought that was that just weird too. the bottle did like a weird morse code i thing. know uh yeah no I, i've thought of that as well because i i used to when i was little i was going to learn morse code yeah and i started to and then just kind of Gave up on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, when the fuck am I going to need Morse code? Well, there's also another advocator of the alien abduction. This would be Alexandra Bruce, a Brazilian-American author, claimed that the airplane was hijacked by extraterrestrials. She analyzed radar data to prove that aliens were involved. She also claimed that a YouTube video of the computer simulation of the flight shows the presence of something that can only be termed a UFO in the skies over Malaysia. But also this leads up to a term. another theory is that he actually... His airplane was jammed, so he couldn't do communications, and he was trying. He was being chased by something. Oh, 
That was another theory. That's why all the erratic air uh, right. with the um, altitude and everything was changed. He was trying to evade something with a oh. giant freaking airplane. Yeah, so you're gonna... yeah, I was going to say, good good luck with, with uh, the flying bus trying yeah. to evade anything. Oh, my God. Then that's also led up to that thing, the same thing, if you follow along that same line. Um, Andrew Garcia base. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's where they say it was forced out because at the same time, the U.S. and Thais are actually U.S government and the thailand government were doing yep. a little war game thing yep. in case china decided to do something right china north korea pretty much anything yeah so basically they were this mh370 was forced to land on garcia yeah. which is uh, in the middle of the indian ocean it's just a spit of a land which is kind of funny it has one of the shortest runways yep. which ties into him practicing on short runways right. theories and then they get there and before they can get everybody's cell phone they receive cell signal. Yeah, some some of them had already been so picked up. So maybe all the little pieces are adding up to one big fucking puzzle. <laughs> Aliens. Aliens. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that that is a... And, and of course the government denied that that was happening at all, but... Because, no. <laughs> you know, it's it's a long history of the, the, the military and government being real up front with us and they always tell us telling us the truth when we, when we ask... You know, hey, did you guys know anything about this coming down to our little tiny airfield that we have out there? No, we don't know nothing about that. That's weird. Oh, okay. Well, that must be true then. Yeah, uh, it, it's a, it is a cool idea. I mean, to to me, it it. This is going to tie into a lot of other episodes, folks, because this deals back to karmic law. Basically, they already told us little pieces of it. Yep. Like, hey, we're going to do this. We told you the news we did it, so we're not in trouble karma-wise. With the right. Elites, the I mean, there, there, were, there were even some stuff that had come out in uh, Chinese media before this happened. There that's were not the warnings. first time in history that's ever happened. There, there were warnings that were put out for people not to fly Malaysia Air coming up for the next two weeks because something might happen. Yep. And it's like, um... And then those things were, like, immediately taken down. They're like, what? No, we didn't do anything like that. But, no, I mean, to me, I I, I have a hard time believing it crashed. Yeah. Simply because there is just... all Like like we said, all the debris that they found... It would be a massive debris is, field. ...is nothing that can well, be okay, for example, look at the one it. that crashed, that was controlled, crashed into the Hudson. Yeah, oh, yeah. But then everybody lived on it, I think... I mean, yeah, like they, yeah. Tom Hanks played the guy yeah, in the pilot Sully, crash. Sullivan. There, yeah, Sullivan. There's actually a debris field just from that. That was almost yeah. a controlled crash because he didn't have enough power and he's just outside the airport. Yep. And there was a debris field there. Yeah. Look at the plane that crashed at 9-11. Yeah, big debris field there. And with that right. was just in a field. But if you go in the water, it's going to disperse more and go out right. in a wider area and be easier to find so you can find that focal point. And, and I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like, oh, it's a big, heavy airplane. Well, that whole thing is filled with insulation as well. Yeah, and it's all most of it's aluminum, folks. Yeah, and, and <laughs> also for the engine parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Almost all of it is aircraft aluminum, which is pretty lightweight and designed very durable. Yeah, it it, it survives. I mean, that's yeah. what it's. That's how like our our fighter jets and that mm-hmm. can survive the turns that they do. Now it will tweak those planes. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> I, I had friends who worked on airplanes in the military. And they're like, yeah, no, there's a lot of those things those planes can do. You just don't see it very often because it tends to fuck the plane up. <laughs> they will, like, bend a Harrier. They can they can still achieve that kind of turn. 
But it does tend to bend the frame then of the Then he has the, the ultimate Harrier. aircraft ever, the A-10 Warthog. Oh, that thing can fly through a hailstorm of bullets and still come back. That is honest to God one that's of my how much, favorite That's how much planes. that durability in, the, in that aircraft is aluminum. Yeah. It's that, just, it's uh, an aluminum casing around a 10 millimeter gauze gun. Yeah. I, it, it is honestly one of my favorite planes in of all time. I, I love, quick story, this doesn't have anything to do with us, but it has to do with the A-10. When they were first testing the A-10, because basically its whole thing is it's a bomber and a strafer. Yep. Now the front end of it has a gigantic 10 millimeter gauze. You know, yeah. it's, it's a Gatling minigun. Gun, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's a giant minigun. Well, they were first doing testing on this. They're like, oh, this thing fucking sucks. It, it's hitting that target, but it's just, it, it's only one shot is hitting the target. <laughs> well, they found this thing was actually so accurate. Every one of the shots was going through the same fucking hole. Yeah. So they ended up putting a rubber bushing on it so that as it shot, it would bounce and spread bullets everywhere. I was like, that is the greatest fucking thrown together plane on the planet. But yeah, it's just a mean, impressive looking goddamn thing. But yeah, it's all aluminum. Uh, multiple, like we used them a lot during like the first Gulf War. Mm-hmm. A lot. And those things took heavy fire, man. And they just and the funny thing brought is- everybody back, landed. They threw some fucking airline tape over it. Send them back out. You know, they refuel and send <laughs> and back And then things out. actually, everybody thinks, oh, they have to be really, they, they're quiet as hell. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because I was yeah. actually out training, desert training at the Mojave Desert. And we're out doing our little maneuvers. And I'm like looking up this as a couple of stops. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's like, looks like planes really far away. No, it's two A-10s sneaking up on us. They're not going to shoot us because it's yeah. not practice. But they're no more than 100 feet off the yeah. ground. And you're like, what the hell? It's like, woof. No, but these two A-10s came up sneaking on us like 100 feet off the air. And they were so close, you could look up and you could see the pilots just flipping us off. Oh, as yeah. they turned, and they're like, we're all dead. No, there, there's a lot of those jets, man. I've, I've been around them at different air shows. It's surprisingly, and I think it's just simply because of how fast they can run, that they, they are outrunning the sound of their own engines before they've dropped everything and you're dead. But no, I mean, planes are, are built tough, and that goes for passenger planes it, almost doubly. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of times uh, uh, passenger planes don't go to the lowest bidder like military. No, no. You know what I mean? So they're, they're being built, you know, and Boeing is a major company. Yeah. Uh, but these things. Because they have the alien tech with them, too. So. Yeah, right? See, but there's but also. No, I mean, to me, it. it, it I, I don't see it crashing somewhere. It has to have either. Been hopped into a wormhole <laughs> to leave no trace of it, or it was landed somewhere. Well, like another theory goes too that we can blame Pitbull and Shakira know where it landed. You've heard that theory, right? What? Pitbull and Shakira. You know no. that theory? No. Mr. Worldwide himself? No. Yeah, and the hips don't Tell lie. They know so. where it's at. They know what's going on. They uh, are in the know. Oh, man. Because some people suggest that Pitbull and Shakira song, Get It Started, displays prior knowledge of the flight's fate. The line quotes by these conspiracists are, Now it is off to Malaysia, and two passports, three cities, two countries, one day. The two passports have been linked to the two stolen Austrian and Italian passports that were used by two passengers to board the plane. So Mr. Uh, Worldwide and Hips Don't Lie know exactly what's going on. Wow. They are in the know. I, I, I don't know if, if even uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic can do a stretch that big. Uh, <laughs> wow. Good God. Uh, uh, Mr. Worldwide himself. God yeah. damn. 
There's another one here too. Actually, this goes back to this a uh, kind of a tertiary part to the Freescale conspiracy. The flight's passengers include 20 employees of Texas-based technology firm Freescale Semiconductor, which makes data gathering components. A website claims that maybe the plane was used to test a cloaking technology that would make it invisible and send it off the radar. Some people believe that the plane was diverted by fringe groups to get hold of the technology. Mm. Others are of the opinion that with the help of this technology, the aircraft was taken to a remote airport left over from the Vietnam War. Interesting. A, a new Philadelphia experiment with a plane instead of a, a, a ship. Oh, yeah. Well, see, now now I know when, when we talked about that uh, Ukraine crash uh, mm-hmm. shortly after, there Four are a lot later. of theories that were saying that was actually the 370 flight, that they got rid of the plane by crashing it there and saying it was a different flight. But then you have to get rid of the other flight. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's nice. None of this, and, actually, if you look really good, none of this MH370 makes sense at all. No, none of this it's, does. It's so out there. It, it's one of those that I, I've kind of almost forgotten the whole thing. Because, I mean, media itself has largely tried to make you forget about it. They really don't talk about this thing at all. No. Anymore. Uh, some might say that's because of the short attention span that they put on the public. But, uh,. What were we talking about? Uh, right? But yeah, for like a year and a half, two years, this was major on everything. Like yeah. Constantly searching. And then it just fell off, man. It was just like, boop. Like like a lot of things. If you type in, say, even on Google, uh, one of the first, just say like uh, MH370, uh, and one of the first few things that pop under there, oh, wh- when did they find it? Did they find this? Nobody knows because they quit talking about it. Mm. It's like no, we never found shit. No, <laughs> that's uh, we we never found shit. They also got um, supposedly maybe J.J. Abrams knows something about it too. Oh, yeah, because it is, this is a theory called extreme marketing. Have you? You have to admit there's uncanny similarities between this incident and the TV show Lost. Right. This has led a lot to netizens to wonder, could this be a marketing for the rewatch of Lost? That's wow, a really that's, fucked up way to do it. That, that is a, a real long play this, seri- this point. That, this series got so much attention that the audience attending the reunion of Lost cast members were specifically asked not to, not, asked not to ask questions about the missing flight. <laughs> An wow. over-enthusiastic PR department, maybe Twitter user... At LMCH Cheney 67 wrote, maybe it's inappropriate, but what if J.J. Abram is making a lost reality show and the first season is about the missing Malaysia flight? Jesus. That's kind of dark even for me. Jesus, man. That's, I, I, I don't see fun-loving Abrams doing that to people, man. That's, that's, uh, yeesh, that's pretty, oh, that's out there, man. As much as I love Lost, because that, that was one of the things I thought, too, when, when that plane disappeared. I'm like, holy fuck, we're getting a real-life Lost. Yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, it, uh, could they be on, on on some weird island of... of With the polar bear and right, smoke and monster? Just crazy, you know, eons of weird psychic buildup and crazy Maybe they crashed shit. on... We should do a ley line thing where, they, where they're on the ley line and they disappeared at a power oh. point. Oh. Because technically they'd be over there... Uh, Lemuria yep. would have been in that area. Maybe something from Lemuria in a past timeline turned on, powered crystals up, zapped the plane, and it's like, oh, you're going to live here now. 
Oh, darn. This is where you are. Eventually, archaeologists are going to find pieces of the plane from 10,000 years ago buried in rock, and then we will all be told that we're crazy for believing that. Like many other things. There's another theory out there, too, and I find this one kind of depressing, really depressing, is that the plane was actually shot down on purpose. Yeah. but But it was shot down for the purpose of saving everybody else on the planet. Oh, I have not seen that one. I've yeah. seen, there are lots of rumors. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's a zombie plane theory. Basically, oh. from Malaysia somewhere, one of these guys, there's so many engineers and stuff Correct. on there that somehow the zombie virus was created and they're getting it back to mainland China and it escaped and the whole plane turned into zombies. The government got wind of it and actually just destroyed the plane. Oh. I've never heard that part of things. I, I know there were a few people right away that we're saying it was shot down, but the re- it was really shot no down proof. for a good reason. Supposedly, this theory is. But yeah, I know that. Uh, that kept the world be... from being infected by zombies. Right, that would be a good reason to do it, man. We really don't yeah. need a, a train to Basan situation going on. Uh, <laughs> eesh, now I had not heard that. Actually, I had not seen that. It would be an explanation for why it would have been taken out. Hmm. And and I suppose at that point you're immediately you know where you're going to be going down, so you have immediate cleanup. Yep. And 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 uh, quarantine, you know, cleanup at that. Eesh. So now I got a question for you. Right. What do you think actually? I mean, seriously, what is your possibility that you since we've been doing research on this? Right. What do you think actually happened to the flight? Honestly, my, my best guess is it has slipped through a portal somewhere in, in time space. Honestly. Uh, it, it's in, Unless somebody has landed it somewhere, dismantled it, got rid of it, killed all, you know, 200-some people to get rid of them. None of them have ever showed up anywhere. Uh, there were no demands ever made by anybody to get them back, which normally you would see in a hijacking. Mm-hmm. Of some kind, they would be like, hey, we want this, or everybody dies. We've had nothing like that. Uh, no no crash stuff. Uh, no survivors anywhere. It is literally like the thing just disappeared. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, <coughs> Man. To, to me, my, my head goes down either that road, or if you want to be more practical, it was taken in by a, a government like that for whatever reason. And, as I said, everything was dismantled, torn apart, wholesale slaughter of 239 people uh, to keep it quiet. I, I don't know which one I find more terrifying, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, Jesus, I, I think I find that actually scarier idea. Yeah. But that's really the only two roads my head goes down is realistically. Because there, there were theories that maybe it got hacked, but that proved to be not going to be a case. I... Uh, to me, there's just no sight of it, period. I mean, there's just nothing there. It, it's nothing has shown back up. Even after this time, something should have washed ashore other than a questionable flap run. You know? Yeah. And, and really, that's all we've had is some luggage that they went, hey, this is probably from that. This looks similar to something yeah. that might have been loaded on the plane. <laughs> of course it does. You know how many of those are sold worldwide? I mean, it's yeah. fucking luggage. Yep. Jesus. I mean, God. See, because I want to, I, Tim, with you, it's, it's, I, my theory is somewhere along your lines, but because originally I went down the 
You ever heard of a closed Ryleth Bernard convection cells? You ever heard of them? No. Basically, them are the ones that became popular a few years back, like in 2016, because they're roughly hexagonal in shape, and they've been ported over, like, the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. And what yep. they are is actually they're dry and wet and warm, and they just make a rough hexagonal shape. Yep. But that to me, that explains why... He, it's like he was at cruised up to his altitude, and all right. of a sudden he dropped down because when they break up, they've got radar signatures of yeah. them coming at gusts at 170 miles an hour, yep. straight down, and that would happen to push the plane down. That's what I originally went. Uh, what I originally went was that way, right? Because it was just caused by nature, and we just couldn't find the wreckage in time, right? Because I went all right, 170 miles an hour. I'm like, okay, a hurricane does more. No, a Category Five hurricane is a minimum of 157, right? Miles per hour. So that's what my head originally was like, yeah, it was something natural, some air thing, and the plane just went down, and we're just looking in the wrong spot. Now, it is probable that it is wrecked up somewhere, and we just haven't found it. Yeah. I just find it improbable. Mm-hmm. But I have to go more along the dark line with you. I think it was like the wholesale slaughter of 239 people. I mean, it's... Just because of the free scale conspiracy, I give that a lot more credence. Right. Because, uh, yeah, seeing that their... Because there you're playing with big league money. Oh, yeah. Defense yeah. farming money, secrets. Right. At that point, you're you're flirting with, with uh, government, and they kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, let, let's be real. I mean, that is Asia. But look how many bases we have in that whole region. We've got quite a few. We got a lot. We got a lot of pull in that that uh, part of the world, really. Yeah. I mean, we can't dig deep into China and some of that area, but everything around it, we've got you know pretty much on lockdown. We've got something there. Yeah. <coughs> Holy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to know what exactly would have been the reason behind it. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like one of those great mysteries. Everybody, I've, I know hundreds of other podcasts. You know, there's no, there's no, you have your own opinion on what it is, but it's yeah. also, you got to look at perspective of it too. Right. You got to look at sometimes what, sometimes it's a bunch of little things that sound oddball that don't match up, but eventually they all tie together. Right. They're, they're little breadcrumbs. Yeah. That just kind of uh, hook into each other and you go, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. That makes uh sense with this but then you start talking about all the breadcrumbs and you can make a loaf of bread and like, right everybody's like you're fucking crazy you're nuts <laughs> no we just made crust for this cobbler yeah uh, yeah no uh man it's it's such a it, it really is if you like conspiracies this is a like rabbit that, hole to go down <laughs> it really is it, it just kind of goes into all kinds of directions and uh you can spend as much time as you want looking down oddball holes man oh yeah just going like oh god and a lot of these basically will spider web off into all this other stuff. Yeah. Like even just like, oh, I'm looking into fire. Well, then it starts looking into, well, were these intentionally created to cause these kind of accidents to force, you know, airlines to, to buy up other parts and upgrade to the new ones when yep. they come out. And it just goes into like these weird. But it all comes back to one thing. The green data. The money. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a, it really is a wild, a wild thing to look down into. Yeah. So if anybody out there listening to this episode has any ideas what they think happened to MH370, please email us at our EOTH podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your ideas. 
Yeah, no matter how wild a theory oh, might be, you, or you, even even mundane, even yeah, like, practical. Because I know a lot of people say it was depressed. Pilot. I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, I just don't buy that. I'm sorry if somebody's going to depress and do something like that. I don't think he would take 238 more souls with him because well, that'd be just they, like a, a lot of karmic baggage. Right. Even if they did. They're not going to go to an out-of-the-way place. Like, what are you doing? You're flying off here so you don't hit people even though you're just going to kill 230 people. Yeah. You just, like, you really don't the care, man. Go, you're just like, no, I'm done. We don't We don't say anybody need to do no. that. Don't do that, please. <laughs> but, yeah, it's I, I just... To me, that seems like in my lower tier of, of believable for, for what happened here. It's like, yeah. the pilot's sad. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, man, I, I just... Yeah, I have a hard time believing that is what happened here. Even at that point, I think we would have found something. Yeah. Even with Sad Pilot crashing into the ocean, man, we would have found some bullshit. He would have left a note, a message somewhere yeah. saying, oh, I'm sorry that I did this. Something. That's usually what is going to happen with a situation like that. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got for this rabbit hole we went Yeah, down. <laughs> no, it's, it's enough. All right. But, yeah, no, it's... Uh, like I said, uh, yeah, message us with any ideas you Follow have. Follow us on Instagram and all that fun stuff. And... Yeah, heck yeah. Which, speaking of which, I saw food getting cooked. I, I didn't get invited to eat. Every time you come over, I have for food. And you're like, I Why know, know. No, no. Well, because I usually eat before I come. Well, I'll this. have to cook a brisket up and I'll have to invite you over. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be a good time. My smoker does a big brisket. Yeah, hell yeah, it does. <laughs> so, all right, folks. That's all we got for the night, Marty. I got nothing. All right. You folks have a good night. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.